Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. This week on the podcast, we tell you how to knit socks. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. I'm also leaving because I don't want to know about knitting socks. <laughs> Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have arts and crafts. No, I'm uh, sorry. Action adventure. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone else's top ten list, but maybe while listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week... On the podcast. <laughs> it's Carly's pick. <laughs> Hope floats. Sorry, I just... The best part about that, Tony, I just want to point it out to our friends here, is that you're like, I gotta have my note. And then I'll do you mess it up still. You're not even looking at it because you had your eyes closed. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. I don't have the best memory, Fred. Oh, I mean, John. Whatever your name goodness, is. Goodness, goodness, goodness. All right. So we had the successful completion of my birthday month. Yay. <laughs> And now we're back to regular old picks. Business as, as usual. For a until, whole month. <laughs> until it's the latest birthday. <laughs> the next birthday. Yep. And then the next birthday. Yeah. Right. After that, I think we're done with birthdays for a yeah, while. I don't yeah. come back around for a while. Then we'll have to wait for next Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween picks. Maybe Christmas picks. or When Elaine never picks a holiday movie because she don't care. International yeah. Woman's Day. <laughs> yeah. Red Nose Day. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do 1998's Hope Floats. I hope it which, floats. Mm. Which the guys were not excited about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, hope sinks. <laughs> this movie was written by Stephen Rogers. Steve Rogers? Captain America? Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so wholesome and good. <laughs> He's also not a regular writer. And he somebody, for God's sake, watch your language. <laughs> Stepmom. I like that one. Kate and Leopold. That was all right, but weird. <laughs> P.S. I love you. No. And oh, that was a good song, though. That's, that movie's it. pretty good. That makes me cry. No. It's another one that makes me cry. It makes me cry, too. I, Tanya. Oh, I uh, like that. That was pretty good. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I heard it's really good. It's on... I um, heard good things. I'm thinking no, maybe I should watch right Kate and Leopold again, because I could pick like, that. <laughs> Tony and I have watched Kate and Leopold together. He might pretend otherwise. But <laughs> I don't hate that movie. That's where Jackman falls off a bridge and goes in time. And time travels, yeah. yeah. It's okay. <laughs> P.S. I Love You is good, despite the fact that it has Hillary Swank in it, who I really dislike mostly. <laughs> you don't like Hillary Swank? Nope. What about the, the next Karate Kid? Come on, she was great in that. She was terrible. You know, I, was, I saw on the interwebs today that her that movie is canon, and they're leaving it open for her to have a cameo in like, the next Cobra Kai. Uh, season really yeah. really interesting because she would have been important mm. to mr miyagi if so she'll do she, it why not if she was important to mr miyagi and daniel was they would know each other yeah so that may pop up i was like wow. i don't think they're gonna be able to get her for is this, she doing anything maybe she'll I come mean, in and end up being johnny's girlfriend that would be awesome <laughs> he needs a quality lady in his life he does need a quality lady and in lieu of finding one hillary swank would be fine this commercial brought to you by youtube red what about what's his name does he come back <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy that was really cool in the second the, the third sensei. one oh Terry uh, Terry um, what the hell's his name Terry Silver yeah um, they mentioned him mm. so the door's open okay okay alright right. back to Hope Floats so, it's, so in Karate Kid the, the ah! guy <laughs> it's directed by Forrest Whitaker <laughs> which really blew me away I was like Did really have, yeah, he what else has he directed yeah. he has directed um, and welcome back to the podcast Forrest Whitaker exhale 
I like that movie. That's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. Blackjack, First Daughter. Nothing really. First uh, Daughter. I feel like I saw that. Came out in 04. It's the same guy that was... Um, he's only directed six things. He's so been in a bunch not, of things. Uh, he's really... Uh, I like him as an actor, except for in Battlefield Earth. Forrest <laughs> Whitaker. No actor. He has 124 credits on IMDb. Yeah, he's been in a lot of good quality stuff. He's a good he's actor. In Rogue One. He was in Rogue One. Batteries he, not included. He was he's in, in um, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. He was in. Uh, da, 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 Batteries not Ball. included is a movie I really want to do on the podcast, but it's not under preview. Yeah, you love really. And, yeah, everybody loved that movie. Yeah, I think really that might that might have it. to go under the uh, the Dracula rules, Old Man Logan <laughs> rules, or something. Like, yeah. It's so old, nobody had seen it. You know. I know. Like, mm. was it? What was it? What was the one where the spaceship comes down with the kid? Flight of the Navigator. That's it. Flight of the Navigator. I was going to say Flight of the Intruder. I don't know that that one holds up, though. Oh, really? <laughs> but I think we could might be get it in Flight of the Navigator. I haven't seen that in about a decade or so, so I'm... <clears throat> Hope floats. i never oh. seen it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, we know it's starring Sandra Bullock. Never Harry heard Cotic of Jr. He's awesome. I like him. He's a crooner. I love him. <laughs> Gina Not Rowland. Not as much as Elaine loves him, but I love um, him. <laughs> Gina Rowland plays the, the mom. Mm-hmm. She had a whole lot of credits mm-hmm. going yeah, back I'm to, sure. like, 1955. Yeah. But uh, nothing huge. She was in The Notebook and The Skeleton Key. I remember her in The uh, Skeleton Key. That movie is not terrible. Is that the movie with... um, The the hoodoo and the voodoo. Yeah, the hoodoo and the voodoo. What the hell's her name? Um, Kate Hudson's daughter. Yeah. Not, uh, not Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson is the daughter. Is the daughter. Goldie <laughs> <laughs> Hawn. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I can't remember her name. You know, Kate oh. Hudson. That's her. Yeah, Goldie Hawn. That's what I was thinking of. And the other person I wrote down is Mae Whitman. She plays the daughter. Mm. She was in Parenthood, the TV show. She was in Scott Pilgrim. And she has a lot of voice work. She's oh, that okay. girl on the new uh, Justice League cartoon. Okay. Um, anyways. <laughs> John's like, what? Okay. All right, way to go, Beatrice. She does a lot of voice work. She played o- April O'Neil in uh, some of the Ninja Turtles cartoons. But anyway, we have a 5.9 on IMDb and a whole 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, but what's the audience score? Oh, it's kind of high. What's the audience score, I didn't score, write Carly? it down. I 72. It <laughs> 98. <laughs> So this is one of those movies that the critics are like, this is shit, you should go watch Whale Rider. And everybody else is like, no, this is great, we're going to go see this. <laughs> I saw Whale Rider. It also ma- yeah. Oh, did you like it? <laughs> Don't worry. Life of you Pi and Roger the- Ebert. <laughs> Life of Pi is the best movie ever. It's a guy with a fucking tiger in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that either. All right, budget $30 million. It made 60 in the U.S. Thought it- mm-hmm. Oh, okay. thought it was like 80-something million. So it's a success. Oh, yeah. Both, you know... Mostly. So the people have spoken, and the people like this movie. Yes. The critics don't. The yes. people that did see the movie liked it. Mm-hmm. Because it's real good. Mm-hmm. No, spoiler. Sorry. Maybe I hate it. Maybe I hate it. I might. It's, it's trash. <laughs> Maybe Shannon Sossman pops up. Did you say it was... Did you say it was dog trash? Oh. No. Oh. I don't pander to our audience. Hello, Ben. <laughs> and Nikki and John. Elaine said that for my picks, if I pick a movie I like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how underappreciated it is. Really, if she Carly has seen it, it's nice. I like. well, She said that, and yet you you don't, <laughs> because every time you come to me, you're like, "Well, wow, this 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 made 19 million, but it cost 20 million. I can't." I was like, "Elaine said you could do whatever you I want. Well, okay, if it didn't make its money it back, 70, it fucking wins." It got a 72 percent. So uh, audience. Audience. But 24 critics. But it's those, just calling it under. Look, it just has to meet one category. It Did does. the audience not appreciate it? Good. <laughs> Did the critics not appreciate it? Good. Did it not make its money, but everybody loved it? You're still good. Just mm-hmm. one of those My, metrics. I have a couple of picks coming up that everybody loves, but they didn't quite make their money. <laughs> Which is good. 
All right, so I have two reviews. Okay. Christopher Smith of the Banger Daily News said of Hope Floats, well... <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> like Banger Where? Main? Banger Main. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, we got it. Said uh, of Hope Floats, well... No, it doesn't. And gave it a two out of five. Wow. <laughs> was, at least his review was short. Yeah. yeah. Buggy B, on the other hand, said, This is one of those guilty pleasure type movies I find myself watching just about every time I catch it on TV. It's not perfect, but it's also completely addictive and pretty great. And that's pretty much how I feel about it. That's why I picked that review. <laughs> okay, Molly. I never feel guilty about liking stuff. I just like stuff. <laughs> People need to give up that guilty pleasure crap. Just like it. It's just a pleasure. <laughs> all right. What did you think going in, John? I think we all know. <laughs> I, love how, I love how I get to go first on things like this. So, Because I have to set the table. If you listen to our last episode, you already know the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen this movie before and thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> not a fan of the premise. I don't like how they make uh, Michael Paré out to be the bad guy because we all know he's an angel. If you've seen Streets of Fire, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, it's like, I don't know what you're talking Elaine about. Elaine Lutash wants to stab me in the eye with a pen right now. He faked his own death. Well, that was Eddie and the Cruisers. He needed it. He faked his own death. He needed it. Nobody who fakes their own death is a good guy. Okay. Ooh. Unless you're trying to escape um, an abusive marriage. Right. <laughs> then that's okay. Was that with the enemy? But you know what? The people who have to fake their own, their own death to get away from the mob that they belong to or the other criminal element in their life, not good people. How do you feel yeah. about faking your death while framing your wife for your murder and then she finds you alive in another city? And it's like, I could shoot you right there in the middle of the Mardi Gras parade. You can't do shit about it. I've already been found and convicted of murder of you. I feel not great. <laughs> that's called double jeopardy. I saw that. That's called a movie with uh, what's her name? <laughs> Ashley Judd. Ashley right, Judd. Yeah, what so that's what I thought. You fake your own death, <laughs> but you've spent your whole life dedicated to protecting this city. And you're Batman. Batman. <laughs> Batman. I'm just saying. So there's Batman. people out there that do that. All right. So that was what All I right. thought going in. All right. Oh shit. Tony. Yes. You kind of agreed with John, if I'm not mistaken. What about you think? this movie being turd floats? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never, I never seen this movie. Never heard of this movie. Well, I heard the name, but I didn't know anything about this movie going in. So honestly, I really didn't have any opinion of it. I probably just went, "Oh, John hates it." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not going to test well with our viewers on uh, the team Tony, but we'll no, see. I will say, Tony watched this movie when I wasn't home. I, I have, I have not. I don't know no what idea. he thinks about it. <laughs> usually we watch them together, but we did not this time. <laughs> yeah, usually we watch it together, and then I turn it off and I give her that look. <laughs> but usually, we didn't watch it together. Usually Don and I watch them separately, but we actually watch this one together. <laughs> what did I think going in? I think, ooh, I haven't seen that in a while. Yay. <laughs> actually, you're only half right. We usually watch Tony's movies together because you're afraid they're going to be scary. Depends on what his pick is, but yes. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you, you are correct. <laughs> All right, so this movie opens with an episode of the Tony Post Show. Oh, God. Who's doing her best Ricky Lake impression, yeah. and she's great. It's a Ricky Lake wannabe. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm like, why didn't they just get Ricky Lake? They had Jerry Springer later on in the movie. <laughs> it wasn't like yeah. she was doing <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe she had a filming conflict because she actually was very popular in 1998 and had a really good popular show. Not as the popular Ricky as Jerry show. Springer was. Remember we used to cut yes. school and go, I mean, never but they didn't That was a show clip in, of yeah, Jerry Springer, not Jerry, the actual Jerry Springer. He didn't appear in the movie. That was Jerry, just an actual Jerry. episode of Jerry Springer. That shows Sometimes you, you get the call I, at, late at night. It's a call to dance. I was not allowed to watch Jerry Springer when I was growing up. Interesting. Well, when it was popular, you were younger. 
So. Yeah, I was I was in eighth grade when this movie came out. I was younger, and Married with Children and Jerry Springer were two no no shows in our house. Married with Children is is brilliant, and you should watch. We were it. I not encourage allowed children to watch, to watch it. it. My mom that hated that show. <laughs> I love that show. We watched every freaking episode of that. Mm. Okay, but I enough. will say our guests on the show bra- broke the cardinal rule of my house growing up: never go on a talk show. <laughs> oh, I would never. I would never. Yeah. If Elaine's unless like, oh, you so like, go on a show. No. Unless you like wrote a book and it became an international bestseller, Even and then. they're interviewing you for something good. <laughs> Even then, they might be tricking you. <laughs> I, I'd, I think, be, I'd be I coming out swinging. Actually, All right, who's getting these hands? <laughs> I think my mom's rule is actually: don't ever go on any show talk show unless it's Oprah. <laughs> well, she was always nice to her guests. <laughs> but they do. But they used to do those makeover shows. Like this was a yeah. real thing. You would yeah. go on the show and you get your friend would bring you on because they thought you needed a makeover and you were like the dowdy librarian and they would turn you into yes, but the gorgeous, glamorous Hollywood girl. And Sandra Bullock comes out looking very pretty gorgeous. glamorous and it's like yeah. you needed a makeover, why? <laughs> oh that's right, because you're a self centered little thing and <laughs> She's why? a stay-at-home mom. Maybe she's going through. Why does that make her self-centered? Because she wants a free makeover. Mm. I really like the way I look, and I would still go oh, for a I free would makeover. Absolutely, take a free makeover. So I anyway, would. the Actually, chance to have someone do your hair and makeup, makeup and maybe get some free clothes, I'm going. Heck yes. <laughs> but then you're gonna get tricked. Mm-hmm. But, well, this is why you don't go. Are on you going on to MTV? I mean, didn't they do a show like that? No, I don't remember. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so the first guest is Connie, like who has brought her best friend, Birdie. And this is Rosanna Arquette? Yes. Which, isn't that your favorite Arquette? Is that what you said? <laughs> no, my favorite is Kirsten Which Kristen. one is your favorite Arquette? <laughs> David. David. Oh, no. If I'm voting for Arquettes, it's definitely David. No, Kirsten Kristen. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I thought we had this conversation before. We, we have. So anyway, I think that Kirsten Kristen is probably actually Arquette, the best Arquettes. actor of the Arquettes, but David is my favorite. And you're still wrong. But, but yeah. Rosanna is the worst of the bunch. Ah. Well, here she's not so great. Rosanna, <laughs> she brought Birdie Rosanna. on under the guise of a free makeover. Right. But in fact, she's here to tell her that she has been sleeping with and has fallen in love with Birdie's husband, Bill. Which is wrong. Mm-hmm. Wells. It's not wrong that she fell in love with him. It's wrong that she cheated, ruined her life. Yeah. You can't fall in love with who you fall in love with. Right. Sure. That's that sounds like cheater uh, <laughs> mentality to me there, I'm just Tony. saying, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. But I know. You, that doesn't mean you have to act on it. We've probably done a whole episode on that. We might have. <laughs> Nine. So, no, that wasn't Bernie it. Bernie seems to be in shock. They bring out Bill and they well, ask like you, him. Like you would. Yeah. <laughs> have, uh, have you been sleeping with your wife's best friend? And he's like... Yep. <laughs> Birdie Ouch. is just sitting there, like, because she's like, Birdie, I have to tell you something. <laughs> Me and Billy are in love. <laughs> and her face is like, say, say what? what? <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to smile because she, she's very composed. Yeah, she tries She's really trying hard. to smile and she, like, her face gets really upset and then she tries to smile again. Like, oh my God, people are looking at me. Like, I honestly think I would probably just leave. Mm. Yeah. They have absolutely. to take a break. Be like... Absolutely. Well, there's one was reason it, it, she has a left yet, for sure. Because when they go to take a break, everybody stands and applauds. And then we see her daughter. 
crying yeah. in the front row. Uh, yeah, that's... And I'm like, why did they let her daughter yeah. come? That's the <laughs> fucking studio exec would be getting fucking his lights punched because, out. Because because Connie would know the yeah. real reason. She'd be and like, when she they would say babysitter today. <laughs> they would con- and yeah. they would say, No, your daughter needs to stay in the green room. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you don't want to stay in the green room. If you're not sure what I mean by that. <laughs> if you're not sure, friends, go back listen to our green room episode. And figure that one out. Also, if you see Imogen Poots in the green room, you'll be fine. That's true. <laughs> well, she'll be fine. You might not be. Because <laughs> you see the poots, you're going to get the boots. <sighs> All right. So next we cut to that same little girl. Her name is Bernice. Loading up the car while Bertie talks to her mom on the phone. They should be there in a few days. And as she's talking on the phone, she's like cutting up sheets and like all the clean laundry. She's just tearing it to bits. Why? Why? Because it's her house and she wants to leave it in a shambles. Mm. Much like Bill has left their marriage. Mm. Mm. That's a trope. That's I hate a, that. It really is. But it's a trope that women ruin everything mm-hmm. before they leave. But I don't know anyone who's actually done that. And I know plenty I of do. people who have been in terrible relationships. I do. I know a bunch of people who do that. You know what happens to them? They all get in trouble for it. Yes, but you those aren't people you're friends with. Mm. <laughs> those are people you Not encounter. With, uh, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Oh, like that right there? You're going to get criminally charged yeah. for that. <laughs> like well, that, I don't know because she, I have a theory that she's an X-Man. <laughs> if you watch that video, she takes the baseball bat. That truck has been like stepped on by Godzilla. Yeah. And then all the city's blowing up and shit. And I'm like, what's going on in this video? Yeah. But right. yeah, like if you rip up the sheets, that's going to come into court. Sheets. But if you destroy his car, you're going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But this is, it's kind of a trope that they take, you know, it's, most people don't do this. Nah. <laughs> No, they don't. don't, I've never seen it, anything. But as she's talking, she picks up one of his shirts, and she goes like she's going to rip it, but she smells it, and she starts crying, and and, uh, she's not so happy about this. Well, I don't think anybody would be. So then they drive away, and as they're driving away, Bernice looks back at the house, and Bertie tells her not to because it's bad luck, and then she does it too. Out the mirror, though. (laughs) They're leaving Chicago behind. And as they're going, Bernie gives Bernice a letter from her father that says, none of this is your fault. He loves her and he'll be thinking of her and wishing she was there every day. So the drive takes a few days and they finally end up in Smithville, Texas. What's that smell? Cows. (laughs) We once had a similar thing. We were driving with my son and he said, what's that smell? And I said, New Jersey. (laughs) Oh. Also, once we said what the answer to what that smell was, Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure which one of those was the worst. Each was distinctly funky. (laughs) Some places just have a smell. (laughs) So once upon a time, Birdie knew what it meant to shine. This is where she was, the queen of corn. Three years running. (laughs) Sweet with the cream corn. (laughs) Feet unsurpassed in the history of Smithville. But right now, as her mother says when they arrive, she looks awful. Although, she been, still looks better than I have ever looked. <laughs> You've been drinking? <laughs> no. They all keep well, telling her how awful it. she looks. <laughs> I'm like, she's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yes. Even when they try to make her look awful, she still looks better I than like most that people. Like, did um, 
Miss Congeniality, where she came in, and first of all, I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> but second of all, like, she was all supposed to be unattractive because she had her hair pulled back, and then they put her in a dress, and it was like, she pretty much looks the same, but now just, her hair is down. Yeah. It wasn't that she was uh, ever looked unattractive. It was that she was the type of person that just didn't care about her looks. Mm. And then they turned that around and made her and made the focus her looks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that movie sucks. Don't ever pick that. <laughs> I had no intention of doing so. I like that movie, but I don't care it's for so the way that Benjamin Spratt's character acts. So one right. of my least favorite movie tropes is women that just fall down all the time and are clumsy. Or my least because yeah, they're wearing I hate, heels and I hate they fall them. over. Yeah, and I'm because like because I fall down all the time and I'm like, clumsy. Well. Maybe you trip, but women don't. Women are just face planting all over the sidewalk. <laughs> See, she says that, but I'm constantly tripping over nothing. I tried to scoot a chair in oh, there, earlier a joke there. and hit my fucking knee on a table leg. You know how they always be tripping. <laughs> like that's a tripping over all kinds of shit. Let me just tell you it about how much lanes be tripping. But it's a real thing <laughs> that many of us struggle with, and I. Appreciate it if you didn't, um, you know, <laughs> trip trivialize my trip pain. <laughs> I'm not trip shaming. You're trip shaming her, some and it's wrong. Can, it's some just, people just cannot walk and chew gum at the same time, so I would thank you to take it's that back. go to thing that I'm like, go, it's not that big of a deal. All go, right. go to something else. So quickly. they bring some stuff in the house, and okay. Grandma gives Bernie's a present. Oh, it's a creepy ass present. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's a bunny purse. Grandma is a taxidermist. <laughs> and, Grandma is a little nuts. And she's like, it's okay. If you don't like it, we'll just get you something else, something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to keep it. I like the bunny purse. They go to get settled in and are warned not to wake Travis. He got so excited to see them that he just pooped out. And that's totally a real thing. <laughs> we get a glimpse of Birdie's mom. She, uh... They did very well with their taxidermy. There's lots of taxidermy all over the place, especially these uh, scaredy cats that are cats. <laughs> in dresses. In dresses. And you hit them and they go, Row! <laughs> Jeez, creepy ass shit. And they're all standing up with their mouths open. They're a little, they are creepy. I don't do so great with taxidermy. I don't even like the deer heads on the wall. They're all staring at me. I don't like it. They're all staring at me. <laughs> all right, when they're staring, that's fine. When they start talking, worry. Oh, yeah, that's true. They get ready for bed, and all of them kind of have a rough time falling asleep. And in the morning, Birdie is awakened by a dog who's barking at the birds as her mom feeds them. And she says, bad dog, bad dog. And then we cut into the house where she says, bad dog to Travis, Bernice's cousin. Who's dressed up like a dog. Yeah. He likes him some costumes. So Bernie greets him, and he continues like a dog, and they all sit down for breakfast. Bernice asks where her Aunt Desiree is. Apparently, she's living in Hollywood now. Whoop, I dropped my tablet. She's doing a pilot. Doing a pilot. <laughs> Which, does that mean she's What's getting, he like? She's a TV show, or is she sleeping with a pilot? Mm-hmm. I'd like to Getting think, on a TV show. Yeah, she's going to make a TV show. Bernie's theory famous. is that she's sleeping with a pilot. But <laughs> Grandma says, no, it's a TV show. <laughs> and uh, she's proud of both her television daughters. Oh. And she oh. even says, Birdie looked fantastic on TV. Everybody thought so. And she says, who's everybody? <laughs> well, everybody in Smithville. <laughs> yeah. And Birdie's like, ah, shit. <laughs> uh, her mom says, if you didn't want people to see you, why'd you go on television? 
Because she wanted a free makeover. <laughs> well, you got one, just not the kind you were looking for. That's a good line. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's not my favorite line. As we were going along, every time there was a line that John particularly liked, he's like, ooh, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I- That's the first time he said it. Ah, Grandma says, Bernice should make some plans. She's starting a whole new life. Anything she wants is possible. That's not true. I hate when people say that. It's like, oh, yeah, run for the presidency. How's that working out for you? Oh, yeah. Well, that's I don't one think thing. That's what she meant. She, she said was in anything. Like third grade. <laughs> she said anything. True story. All right. Like, I could do anything I want. Oh, yeah? Fly. No, but when you, <laughs> you can become a new person. You have that opportunity yourself. to change. Yeah, well, then you need to work on your semantics because anything you want is not anything you want. <laughs> like, I, I want to have animantium claws. Whoa. Uh, didn't happen. Well, Bernice is a little more realistic than you. Just and saying, she just sh- wants more friends. Well, shit. <laughs> this is before Facebook, too. She's worried the kids <laughs> won't like her. And then her daddy calls. And she's so happy to hear from him. And he says he misses her. And, uh, and Bernie's like all straightening herself up like she's going to talk to him but she doesn't he doesn't want to talk to her <laughs> just to Bernice yeah she says daddy says hi so Bernie walks Bernice to school and on the way they see some cheerleaders practicing which it seems a little early in the morning for that but the <laughs> <laughs> that's just me <laughs> well you know Bernie has a flashback to when she was a cheerleader and Bernice... yeah that was weird she was in like a cheerleader outfit and does like the splits uh-huh. yeah. it seemed unnecessary to me well, well, it was, it was, it was a jump. It was a jump to showcase that she was the, a cheerleader. Yes, but... And the kind that gets thrown rather than the kind that is throwing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if she just stood there and looked at the cheerleaders, that's all I really needed to understand that she used to be a cheerleader. Well, maybe she could actually do that jump, and so she said, let me do it. <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> I got this. That checks out. <laughs> Bernice wants to go in by herself, but uh, and she does. But some of the kids immediately start laughing at her because of her glasses. Because Big Dolores says she's got pop eyes. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird, but. <laughs> like Coke bottles. Yeah. That's what I understood. It's like pop eyes. I don't think she's got big forearms. <laughs> and that's what I thought at first. I was like, is she supposed to have big forearms? And I kept looking at her forearms. I was like, I don't. Okay. No, it's a glass. Like, like, well, soda is thing. pop. So pop eyes. Yeah. So Coke it's bottles. like the bottom of Coke bottles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because. People say pop. Dirty pop. Well, not pe- I forget people, about that. <laughs> not where I'm from. We call it soda. Exactly. I know. but Where my parents are from, they call it pop. pop. <laughs> last so, night. I love when they say, well, most people say pop. We were really? Because I have a lot of places. Last no one calls it that. And Never heard it. One of the people said, oh, well, the kids are in. And I said, what is so and so drinking? And she goes, oh, it's just some pop. And I was like, oh. And but like I heard it, I registered it. But at the same time, I was like, "Oh, she says pop. Interesting." <laughs> I remember the first How time exotic. we were it visiting. Because I, my... I stopped saying pop a couple years ago, but it took Good. me a you're while welcome. to stop. <laughs> we were visiting. People don't know what you're talking about. My mom or my dad's relatives once when I was a kid, and one of them said, "Get some pop on the porch," because they kept it outside mm-hmm. when it was cold out. And I was like, "What's pop?" <laughs> It took me a while to stop saying pop and to start saying soda. Well, different people from all over the country say different things. Yeah. I had a buddy, you know, he was from Alabama. He used to call everything Coke. Everything was a Coke. Give me a Coke. Give me a Coke. So I got him a Coke. And he said, I want a Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you said Coke, idiot. 
Yeah, True story. That's so silly. All right. So we cut to Birdie and her mom talking as they go through some things. And she wants to know what happened. Did Birdie do something wrong? Birdie's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. But she says she felt like she was a joke in Chicago. Just a beauty queen from a small town in Texas. None of the women her husband worked with had any interest in talking to her. And she thought even Bill eventually thought she was a joke. And her mom says life just goes on, and she has to move along with it. It's mm-hmm. not worth crying over. Ubladi, ublada. Yep. So we cut to dinner, and Travis is a frog now. And Grandma tries to cheer Birdie and Bernice up by calling them mopes. You're a mope, and you're a mope. She says she isn't anything great, but she's happy. And look at Kermit here. Do you think it's easy being green? And Bernice <laughs>, laughs, and Grandma says there's hope for her yet. That was a good line too. <laughs> The doorbell rings, and it's Justin Matisse. He's helping fix the porch in his free time. The kids walk him into the house, but Bertie doesn't want to see him. Grandma says to him, go out on the porch and do some work, and I'll have Bertie bring out some iced tea. But Bernice is the one that brings it out, and Bertie has gone upstairs. She does not want to see him. I'd love this part. Because <laughs> you love him. No, because Bernice <laughs> tells him this story about how they used to have a skunk called Justin Matisse. And every day her mom would say, you stink, Justin Matisse. And he goes, that's kind of a sad story. And she says, it is if you like to skunk, which we didn't. And she's packing up his tools and kind of kicks him off the porch. It's just really funny. It's just mean. But it's the way a little kid reacts when they think somebody's interested in one of their parents after they get divorced. It's just really cute. Good Mm. child actor. Yep. So he takes the cue and he leaves, and he says he'll see her around. That's the beauty of the small town. As he's leaving, we cut to Grandma, maybe doing some taxidermy. <laughs> she looks like something's bothering her, maybe in her throat, and she... She needs to get, get with the old uh, grandfather from Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, Birdie is awakened when her mom comes in with a vacuum cleaner. She opens the curtains and says she should get out. And I'm going shopping later if you want to come, too. And Bertie's like, no. She closes the curtains, unplugs the vacuum, and goes back to sleep. And that seems like something a lame would do. In that shirt that she that was Bill's that she yep. was packing up. See, that that's no good. That can't be healthy. Probably not. But Yeah, but her marriage did just fall apart. You get, a couple, you get at least a couple of months to mope around the house like a mope, don't you? No. Yeah, you, no, need you, so, you need some time to mope. The first you don't <laughs> succeed... Pick yourself up and try again. Well, in Must Love Dogs, we saw oh, that a well, girl gonna... gets at least eight months. <laughs> oh, that's just, eight you know. Months. Must well, love that's dog. how long it well, had been. That's fucking that's gospel right there. That's how long right it had there. been since Diane Lane's divorce. Yeah, it takes some time. Everything want, everybody wants it, it to be faster. It was eight months before but... your brother-in-law puts pictures of uh, bears on your fridge. Well, what's funny about that <laughs> is in forgetting Sarah Marshall, he didn't get that much time. He had to go right back to work, and he had to go right back out there. And then he wasn't working for him, so he had to go to Hawaii. And who well, do you if run you were a stay-at-home mom who doesn't have a job and goes to live with your mom, I think you get a couple weeks of moping around. Well, yeah. I think if you don't have a job, you need to go get a goddamn job. No. <laughs> Which she does. It's words to live by. <laughs> Which she does on, like, day four. But she does get a couple days of moping around. Yeah. I think, I think it's justified moping, but <laughs> I don't have any kids, so that makes a difference. She it does, does have to kind of. It really does. Like if it's pick just you, up for you get You there. get some time. If it's just you, that's fine. But if you have a whole other human life you're taking care of, you don't get that opportunity. <laughs> Suck so, it up, Buttercup. Next, she's awakened by Justin. He's building some shelves in the attic. 
And he's like, have you been drinking? You look terrible. <laughs> why does everybody keep saying that? <laughs> yeah, why does everybody keep asking if I've been drinking? He says, maybe she should go get dressed. It's got to be depressing to look like that. It's not a nice thing. <laughs> he's nagging her. He is. It's just it's, really it's funny. working. Well, to be fair, she did have a skunk named Justin Matisse. Mm. <laughs> he's being very charming about it. <laughs> No, you think he's charming. I do. It's alarming might how be charming a little, he is. Might be a little biased. Yeah, if it was Seth Green doing it, you wouldn't think it was, it was Shannon so cute. Sossaman. Yeah. Oh my god, she would have been hung already. If it was well, Hillary no, Swank. She thinks it's cute too because she says, "Why does everybody ask if I've been drinking? What do I have a coaster stuck to my butt?" Like she doesn't get mad at him. She's just questioning it. So it's obviously well, not as upsetting to her as one would think. He's a he's a hunk of hunk of burning love over there. That's why he can get away with that kind of thing. I did think that it was interesting that she said, what do I have a coaster stuck to my butt? <laughs> not to my head and not to my stomach or anything. She's like, I'm going to plant a little seed in there about my mm-hmm. butt. That's right. But you say, <laughs> on my butt, first thing you're going to do, go, is there? Mm-hmm. And he's going to look. Now he's looking at her butt. He was looking anyways. Yeah. I think no, he she was facing him. So he clearly was not looking when at her When she walked butt. down those stairs, Every you know he was looking. she walked away from him, he was looking. <laughs> Is that something that you always worry about? That when you walk away, like, yeah. No sex to me. I don't care if people look at my butt. Like, if I'm walking away, I'm going to be paranoid people looking at my butt. I know. I'm, I'm sure a, they do. I tape an ashtray to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Justin's leaving as the kids get home from school, and Bernice seems excited as she goes to talk to her mom, but seeing that she's still in her pajamas and is watching something sad on TV, he just says, forget it, and walks away. Mm-hmm. But later on, Bernice is sitting with Travis and Grandma, and Bertie comes flying down the stairs, pissed at Bernice. What did she say to him? Why did Daddy, or why did her father, Bill, tell her he's sorry she's taking it so hard and she can't get out of bed, but they have a daughter to take care of? Bertie is pissed. Why would Bernice say that? They're fine. And Bernice is like, no, we're not fine. And she kind of... She snatches her by her arm a bit. Mm-hmm. Bernice says, I didn't say anything bad, just that you were sad. So am I. Yep. And Grandma's like, that's enough, that's enough. And she says to Bernie, she's like, you're hiding out, you're scared. You used to be so pleasing. And Bernice is like, don't yell at her. And she's like, she's my daughter, I'll yell at her if I want to. <laughs> and Bernie says she had to be pleasing with the town joke as a mother. And, uh... Bertie, or Grandma says, the joke's on you, Bertie, because you're miserable, and I've never been unhappy. And after this, when they're alone, Bertie asks Bernice if she hurt her. She's like, I wouldn't hurt you for the world. And Bernice is kind of holding her arm, and she's like, it's fine, it's fine. And she goes to bed. So the next day, it seems like that was kind of a turning point for Bertie, because the next day yeah. she goes to the employment office. She gets dressed, and she goes out. The receptionist is super excited to see her, but Dot, the boss, is not. Oh, because she was mean to Dot. Mm-hmm. Dot makes her wait for a long time. Now, this is something I think is weird because it doesn't seem like Bertie was a cruel person. She was a mean girl. But there's, like, being popular and not talking to people, and there's being popular and talking behind everybody's back. Like, those are different things, like, and it doesn't seem like Bertie was the kind of person that was mean. Did she not have a nickname for this same person, Dot? Po- polka what? Dot. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's she. Mm. Yeah, the impression okay. I got was that didn't maybe, remember her. Okay, yeah. Maybe she wasn't yeah. actively mean, but yeah, she, she may she have hung out was, with the group that was mean. Well, yes, and didn't because do like, anything. They're deflecting. Well, she people, was a mean girl. People no. do mean shit when they're yeah. young, and you and don't even you really you know it. realize it. I don't know. I just because this is like the only scene that makes it look like. While she was obviously popular and self-centered as she was younger, she was actually maybe mean. Mm-hmm. But mm. I just and there might weird. be people who thought you were mean to them if you mm-hmm. and you might not have even realized you were mean to she, them. She's been a victim of something horrible, so you want to you know, make sure that everything she does is okay. Because the impression I got from from Dot was that she was mean to her. That's why Dot's so pissed off. Yes, because she yeah. treated her like shit. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, but, so let's you know. Move on. I just think it was a weird thing because it didn't seem to fit that character well it's okay because she was mean to people when she was in high school because she was a pretty popular girl but he loved her so she looked down on him and then all of a sudden now she's a victim people grow yeah i'm just saying i just mm-hmm. thought it was weird uh, I, I understand really how good. that shit works, John. You don't need to explain to me. I just this was a strange character Look, what choice. John's trying to say, Elaine, is that oh, when people are young... You know what? This is kind of like a one-man cold, okay? Because I'm the only one catching it and I'm the one coming down with it. Are we done mansplaining? I hope so. Are we done yet? All, All right, right, so I'm going to go ahead. My favorite character... Oh, no, we're not done? No, shit. no, no. <laughs> so while she's waiting, Birdie learns that the receptionist saw her on TV, and she taped it. <laughs> Everybody saw it. That dates this movie because she actually taped it. A lot yeah. of things date this movie. There's quite a few things that do. When she does finally see Ta, they realize that Bernie doesn't remember her at all. And she's like, like well, I used to be shorter and heavier. And then she realizes who she was. And Bernie's like, oh, my God, you look amazing. And she's like, all right, all right. I don't think I was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dot asks her some basic job skills questions, and Birdie hasn't worked. Bill preferred her to stay to ho- stay at home, and she can't type, has no computer skills, and she's like, "Well, I'm not gonna find a listing for prom queen, so you gotta give me something." <laughs> and uh, Birdie gets real, and she's like, "Look, I don't know how I treated you, but it probably wasn't good, and you can put me in my place, but I would also like a job. Like, I don't care." <laughs> Can we be adults and move past this? I'm sorry about the past, but I need a job. I accept that I deserve this, Yeah, (laughs) but I also need a job. And Dot says to take some pictures over the weekend and bring them in, and she'll look at them. So we cut to Birdie eating at a diner with her camera. She's taking some pictures, and Justin is nearby finishing up his meal. He gives her some pointers on eating alone. Gotta look mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) she says do you want to join me and he's like no (laughs) says I prefer to wait (sighs) and as he's leaving he says remember to be mysterious and maybe order dessert Ooh, dessert. She... <laughs> Anyone that cake left? Yes. <laughs> she takes a picture of him as he checks out, and that cues a short montage. Ooh, I love a montage. <laughs> of her taking pictures and developing them. Never will forget this. I do enjoy oh, the picture of Travis as the sleepy clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she brings the pictures to Dot, who likes them, and gives her the info for Snappy Snaps, a one-hour photo developing place. There's another thing that dates this movie. <laughs> so, kids, what you yes. used to be able to do was take pictures, and then you would bring your film someplace, and they would develop the pictures and give you them back. And they would look at all your pictures 
Especially if you're in bikinis and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, God forbid, having the, you know, the coitus. Yeah. I worked in a drugstore that had a one-hour photo for a few years and had to do the photos. <laughs> I never saw questionable photos like this, but one of the creepiest things that people seem to take pictures of is dead people at funerals. I saw a lot of pictures of dead people in the casket. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Last time you see well, a couple of reasons. One, a lot of times they'll take a picture and they'll mail them out to family that couldn't come with the little funeral things, oh, like the little that, pamphlet. I, about that. I have a picture of my grandmother in the casket <laughs> and the thing from her funeral because I couldn't go. Like, that's a thing that people like, do. Um, remember, they used to do things called a death mask. But every this time that. I yes. was like, oh, it's dead people. This role is dead people. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they just, you know. Now everybody takes thing. photos on their cell phone. You can just send it in a text message. That was not the way it was back then. Yeah, now everybody records everything on their phones. Mm-hmm. It's annoying as crap. So I'm recording s- this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we oh, see her in training. Sometimes we're annoying as crap, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> some of us. She has to load the film like so, look at it like so. When she's been shown all the ropes, she's shown what to do with the naked pictures. And uh, they put all the naked pictures in a drawer. Yeah. Said so if someone's naked, what you do is double prance and you put them in this drawer right here. And you can look at them anytime that but, you want, but just don't take any of them home. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do that when I worked. <laughs> but, well, like I said, I very you know. rarely saw anything like that anyway. It's yeah. Polaroids. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So right. he says he thinks the customers are going to line up to see Bertie Calvert again. I doubt it. <laughs> So it's Saturday, and they go see Grandpa. He has had a stroke, which is combined with some Alzheimer's. Makes the kids not interested, really, in trying to interact with him. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's kind of awkward and uncomfortable. And Grandma's like, I think we need some ice cream. (laughs) She takes the kids to the cafeteria. (laughs) We got ice cream. No, we have popsicles. So Bernie stays with her dad, and she shows him a picture of Bernice and writes her name on it. So maybe... If they come on a good day, he'll recognize her, and that would be really nice for Bernice. Hmm. So when she gets up to put it on his mirror, she turns back around, and he's standing with his arms outstretched, and she goes to him, and then they dance. And Elaine cried. I did, too. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I don't remember crying at this point in previous watches. I've always cried. But I did this time. I've always cried because I had a grandparent who was mentally ill, and you would go as little kids, and you didn't want to talk to her because she was weird, and she didn't always remember who you were, and it was just, there was a weird smell. (laughs) My grandma and my great-grandma died of It was really... It sucked. Like, Mm -hmm. I really... This is a very personal kind of a moment for me, and then... You, like, go see him, and... They're a little forgetful, mm-hmm. and then you don't see them for a few months, and then you go see them again, and they don't know who you are. And then yeah, you yeah. see them again, you go back, and they're playing with like blocks. You know, yeah, what it's, I mean? really, it's really, it's rough. really hard to watch. And the part where it, when they start to dance is just so sweet because he doesn't have any idea who she is, but does he just want to dance with her because she's a pretty girl, or <laughs> is he doing it to make her feel better? Like it's just yeah, yeah. very sweet. That's well, why we I cried. see that Bernice has returned and can, she sees them dancing. Just slow dancing around a quiet room to music that's in his head, I guess. (laughs) And the picture fades into a snow globe that Bernice is looking at before being tucked in. She says, you don't have a daddy either, Mommy. 
and Birdie Which doesn't really mean acknowledge yeah. that. Like that was, that was kind of rough. That's a really hard thing to say to somebody when they from their father who's having a problem. She just says, "Don't break that. I've had it forever." <laughs> and tucks her in. Snug and just bug in a room. I thought it was kind of sweet. What? You don't have a daddy either, mommy. That's not sweet. That's a sweet moment no, where her daughter is like, oh, "I understand something about you." Yeah. This is. I I thought it was sweet. There's I'm, a couple things in this movie that we see differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> so next we cut to Birdie at work, and Bobby Claire comes in to get triple prints of her sister's wedding reception. I really don't like her. <laughs> no. She is all concerned about Birdie and cannot believe that Bill would humiliate her on TV like that. And we saw it twice. We, we have a satellite it. dish. Says, one central, one we satellite. have a satellite dish, so we got to see it twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before TiVo, I guess. One mm-hmm. central, one's mountain. <laughs> she says she'll be back after she gets her hair done. She just loves what Bernie's doing with her hair, all down to earth and natural like. She wishes she could be like that. Wow. That's a backhanded compliment. She says, I'm fearless like that. And they kind of giggle, and Bobby Claire leaves. And as soon as the door closes, Bernie's like, <laughs> mocking the giggles. Uh, so when she's developing the film, she realizes that the pictures are coming out all black. And she calls for her boss. And then we cut back. Bobby Claire has returned. And she's looking through these ruined pictures. Now, here's my problem with this. I took photography in high school. (laughs) So, uh... I did, too. All right. It's probably not a thing you can do anymore. But anyway... I don't know. So, if you're developing film and you mess up the one picture, you just do another picture. Yeah. She would have had to fuck up the negative. Yeah. So... And presumably, because part part of the process is looking at the film... She would have noticed at that point. If it was messed up, it would have came out me- messed and up. And all of it would have been messed up. Right. Then. It would have came out messed up. So I'm guessing it didn't. So it was just a printing problem. So then you just print more fucking pictures. Yeah. Well, but I they, guess. They we don't need, want us to know that. They we need just, to have a conflict here. And people who didn't take photography probably wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Did you know that, Elaine? No. See, there you go. When I did. you didn't take photography, did you? When I did the one hour photo, we didn't have to look at it. So we did the move it into the piece for the machine in mm-hmm. a bag and you just yeah, had you to know to, how to so do it suppose, yeah. and then we would just put it in the machine and it came out and if it came out all fucked up then we had we didn't know you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's on you but she a part of her process was looking at the negatives mm-hmm. and she would have noticed that you're right and i know that but we need the conflict <laughs> and, the, and, the, and then the big point of it is you know she's all upset because it's her it's her sister's yeah. reception and she's like what is that husband number four or five she's like, number five she's so irreplaceable do you think she gets married every day and she's like wait well because she says the sister's name and she's like wait isn't this so-and-so's fourth marriage and then she goes it was her fifth <laughs> <laughs> but they all had very different themes i've <laughs> been trying to figure out where i know this actress from and now there is nothing to show for it i looked at her imdb it's a lot of Small parts. In 1991, she starred on a TV series called The Torkelsons. It was a family comedy that appeared on, I don't know, TGIF or something like that. I've seen this show. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this show. It sounds familiar, but I never watched so, it. So, 
she's the mom and her oldest daughter used to talk to the man in the moon at like the end of every episode <gasps> and they had that old man that lived either they lived in his house or he lived in their house and rented yeah. a room yeah. I remember that <laughs> really, like I just was now looking at her I with children I watched the Torkels <laughs> I watched TGIF oh. thank you very much but it yeah. was on there I watched I remember so you're that okay show. with Uncle Jesse and the Rippers yes <laughs> the bodice Rippers ooh Uncle Jesse <laughs> <laughs> that was. A, I'm kidding. He I tell did you, have John the best-looking mullet ever. Is a handsome man. <laughs> a and a half. He's no Harry Connick Jr., but he does okay. Oh well. <laughs> is, is he a nice Greek boy? But yes. Yes, he is. Where he says, at least she caught it before the other roles got ruined. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're a little Miss Employee of the Month. <laughs> And then she says to the boss, I hope I can count on you to make sure this never happens again. And I think you know what I mean. Justin has come into the shop during this interaction. And is laughing the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Davis is like, oh, am I going to have to fire you? And he says, oh, no, don't do that. She'll cool off. It's got to be it's got to be tough carrying around all that hair. My baby and, does uh, have big hair. That was a song that was popular in 98. <laughs> Mr. Davis says, if she sends a bill, you might have to dock her. At least half. Oh, that's and, sweet. Uh, let's get this machine back online. And then she and Justin go for a walk, and they chat about how Birdie was his first kiss when they were playing Spin the Bottle. Oh, hello. And he stuck his tongue in her mouth. Oh. She didn't know that that, that was a thing. <laughs> Spin the Bottle. You ever play that, Elaine? She told her mama he was having a seizure. <laughs> I don't think I ever played Spin yes. the Bottle. Yes. You played what, you, Tony? A big spin the bottle guy? Not a big spin the bottle guy, but I, I, have, I, played, have, yeah. I have played. I have played. I have played once or twice. I have not. <laughs> now, when you played, did you? Uh, it was really more of like truth or dare kind of stuff. I don't know how it's supposed to be played, but you spin the bottle, and then whoever spins the bottle picks what the people do. No, that's not what you, you just kissed. You spin and you kiss the person. Oh, okay. Well, no, they did, they well, did the whole, well, you guys have to go sit in the closet together. or Seven minutes in heaven. You guys have to get naked <laughs> in the hot tub together or whatever the hell oh, it was. You know, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that to. Escalated. <laughs> that escalated. Quickly. Well, I played it last week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all like 40 years know. old. I mean, <laughs> you got to go get naked. Like You mean uh, you did it when you were little? Ew. <laughs> You have to go get that girl pregnant. You're like, I don't want to play. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Oh, funny. But he says he was over the moon for her back then. It, it, but she knew that. And she's like, no, I didn't. How come you never said anything? And he's like, oh, I was afraid. Because <laughs> she was a bitch. <laughs> he said, you were on a yep. whole different level. Mm. What would you have said if I asked you out? And she's like, I really don't know. I, I'm not the same person I was back then. Nope. And uh, he says, what would you say if I asked you that now? And she says, nope. is that what you're doing? <laughs> this is hypothetical. <laughs> and, uh, Wait a not stick a toe in the water, you know? And she says, no, she can't go out with him because she's a married woman. And he's like, what if we just eat? Married people got to eat. Nope. And, I can uh, take you to a place that serves a great fish dinner. Nope. And then we cut to them fishing. <laughs> yep. It's pretty slick. <laughs> He wants her to relax and uh, just sit back and let the fish come to them. But she just wants to talk and ask him a bunch of questions. and He just wants to be. Yeah. Mm. And then <laughs> he's prepping the fish to cook and she takes the pictures. And he says, you know, those people that make calendars would like your pictures. And she says, well, I like pretty things. You don't win 
best smile if you uh, have an edge. And he says, you do have a great smile, but don't show it to me. And then he talks about how the fish won best smile at his school. And she starts laughing. <laughs> mm. And then we cut to Bernice at school playing I, volleyball. I feel bad for poor Bernice here. <laughs> She's just trying her little heart out to be good at this. And she <laughs> molly wops. <laughs> Big Dolores. Big Dolores in the face with a ball. Big Dolores, she misses the first one, and Big Dolores is like, hit the ball, Bernice. And then she does, and it hits Big Dolores in In the the face. In her big ass face. (laughs) Boom. Says Voight. Right right on her forehead. Right in the moneymaker. Yeah. In the moneymaker? Well, not in her case, but. (laughs) Oh. Because she's a child, and that's gross. Welfare maker, maybe. Yeah. She looks like the no, kid from you know, Honey Boo Boo. This, this reminds me. You know what we haven't talked about in a while? Baby boats. <laughs> so you're saying that she's so ugly that if you would have put her in a boat and sent her on her way? <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I'm oh. just saying that's what, that's what I got from her. She could grow into a beautiful woman. You she never know. She is mm. going... And now I'm curious. Oh, Lane wants to look her up. There's limits. <laughs> I am curious. I bet she's a beautiful person inside. Well, she's a... I hope so, because outside she's... <laughs> oh, man. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> At home that afternoon, Grandma's doing some taxidermy in the front yard while the like kids hang out on the porch. <laughs> like you do. The neighborhood kids are watching. Grandma has a lot of guts hanging oh, yeah. around somewhere. <laughs> like in bags. That's, Birdie that's comes normal. home and says she's always wished her mother would do that in the backyard. It's so embarrassing. And asks Bernice how school was. And Bernice is like, it was fine, it was fine. And Travis is like, no, it wasn't. And fills her in on how Big Dolores is going to kill Bernice. <laughs> going to murder her. <laughs> and Bernie's like, I'll just have a talk with her mother. And Bernice is like, no, please don't do that. I'd rather die. And Travis says, don't worry, you will. <laughs> Did you find her Maxim shoot or what? Oh. <laughs> she retired in act- from acting in 05. No, she did some her. other Disney stuff, and it looks so like a maybe a little bit of stage and then retired from acting. So mm-hmm. She did look like some of the picture. the last picture of her is in 05, and she did look like she had lost weight since this particular role. Well, she probably <laughs> gained weight since <laughs> Right, but she grew <laughs> up much. Yeah. She got taller, <gasps> but she redistributed. Yeah. <laughs> but she was still like a teenager, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's mm. hard to tell. Yeah. All right, so. So Bernie says, don't be dramatic, Bernie. It's just, nothing's going to happen anyway. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's going to be a normal day. And. Uh, How does that work out for her? Well, we will find out. <laughs> We're, oh, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> that night, Justin takes Bernie to the old drive in theater. Old Man Linton's Makeout Spot. And she says, I thought you were taking me out for ice cream. What would your mother say? And he says, she'd probably say, way to go, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta agree with him. Yeah. What would your mama say? I think she'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about how he watched the show and he couldn't keep his eyes off of her. And she asked, what part he liked the most? The part where she looked pathetic? That was her favorite part. He says his favorite part was the part where she looked available. <laughs> and he says Stalker. he feels like yeah, he's 16 that's creepy. again. Stalker alert. That's creepy. That's cute. It's not, <laughs> oh. I, knew, I knew she was going to say that. You only say that because it's Harry Connick Jr. Well, attractive guys can get away with a lot more She's stuff. into We've him. Look, it doesn't matter. If, okay, yes, he is Harry Connick Jr., so I think it's cute. But it doesn't no. matter no. because she's into it because she got in the car and went to the drive-in with him. So, she so what you're saying is if she... Hold up. So what you're saying yeah. is if she goes along with it, it's okay. 
We learned this in Rocky. <laughs> Moving on, but not in Skyfall. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't start this again. All right. All right. Go ahead, Carly. What happened All next? right. So he says he I'm feels saying, like he's... he gets in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. No, wait, right. you okay. pick that movie. All right, we'll talk okay. about it. All right. That's, that's, Skyfall's like their biggest movie like ever. <laughs> I've still never seen it, though. I, awesome. I enjoy it very much. Awesome. Tony may pick it as a birthday pick someday. I don't someday. enjoy Daniel Craig as a boss. You know what? We may watch that now because we have it, by the way. Okay. So do we. <laughs> Wake me up when we get to the shower scene. <laughs> you have to watch the parts leading up to it to I understand the Daniel shower Daniel Craig scene. puts me to sleep. <laughs> That's only because he It's right not out. those movies. It's him. The actor <laughs> makes Elaine go, shoo, shoo. <laughs> And Daniel, if you like to come on the podcast, we'd love to have you. <laughs> oh, I, I would love help that. it. <laughs> if you come on the podcast, you're going to have to fill in Elaine. I don't she's know. Be maybe going, his voice Shoo! is really soothing. Oh. Just well, Audra, get on standby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Audra, we're bringing you back in. All right. So he moves to her side of the truck and gets a little too close for her. She gets out of the truck because she's not ready for this. And uh, then he, she sits on a swing and he just comes and pushes her. I like this because he makes his move and she runs away and he backs off and gives her space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by giving her space, I mean he gets right up behind her. He's a little yeah. and he touches her butt. He's a little aggressive, but I don't know the time span here. Like if yeah, this is, we if this don't is, really know. If this is all days and days, then this is a bit aggressive. It could be but if it's like months days. and stuff, I don't know how. You know, it could I feel, be this we don't know the week, time frame week, on it. This yeah. week, I feel like it's over a series of weeks. Okay, then I feel not, like whatever it is to make trouble. Harry Connick Jr. not crazy. Like we know <laughs> that she went and saw her father the first Saturday after yeah. their arrival because the grandma said we can't go see him till Saturday yeah. when they got there. But after that, we have yeah. no that's, idea. That's what I'm saying. The length and it's Texas, so it's not like there's real. Like cues with the weather or yeah. anything to. Yeah. We right. really don't. Anyway. True, true, true. But uh, so the next morning, Bernice looks at a picture of her dad and says, "Come get me before it's too late." And then she tells her grandma she doesn't feel well. She doesn't want to go to school. And grandma's like, "Ah, you're going to school." She says, "You're going to school, Rocky." <laughs> so she's like, "This so isn't fair." But she goes to school. And at the end of the day, when she and Travis go to leave, there's a crowd of students. And they walk through the crowd, and at the very end is Big Dolores. And she follows Bernice, and occasionally is pushing her and calling her names. And eventually, Bernice has had enough, and she just turns around and swings her lunchbox and hits Big Dolores. And then she runs for it. <laughs> Ever heard the phrase, run like the Dickens? <laughs> that was this right here. So then Dolores catches up with her and knocks her down, and the whole crowd just circles around them. Fight, 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 fight. And Big Dolores knocks her to the ground, pins her. And pummels her for a bit. Until she gets tired, probably. And then she's like, okay, I proved my point. She just gets up and walks away. <laughs> Wasn't a very good fight. She didn't do any damage. Good on Patrice uh, here. <laughs> so Bernice gets up, and a girl from her class gives her the lunchbox. And then like a good friend would. Wa- they walk home, and they're holding hands. Mm-hmm. Well, that little redheaded girl had kind of been watching her, and a couple of times she looked like she wanted to be friends with Bernice, but was too shy, shy <laughs> to go over. And, and this is nice. her moment. Now they're friends. Now they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> they're besties. I believe so. Mm-hmm. So when Travis and Bernice get home, Bernice Watch on out the for porch. besties, though. They'll, they'll steal your husband. Mm, well, they're a little young. They don't have to worry about that for a long well, time. Well, don't go on the Tony Lake show. <laughs> Tony Lake? 
Tony something. Rick, Tony something. Ricky Lake is the character. We're going to call her Tony Lake. She's, Okay. I don't mind. So uh, Bernie's on the porch and she says, How was school? Bernice runs back, runs past her and just says, Fine. Travis says, She lived. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bernice is just laying on her bed and a radio comes in on a skateboard. And Bernie, Grandma, Travis, and Bernice's new friend from school all come in one by one and do a song and dance number to cheer her up. What song is it? I don't know what it's called. But it's that uh, I could turn a gray sky blue. <laughs> you don't know. I could something something something. Okay, just, I I'm trying to, to. I'm trying to think. And I, I I just can't get enough of you. Ah, <laughs> I did. I did. Mm. Oh crap! My thing went all the way to the beginning. No. So crap. it works, and they cheer her up, and by the end, they're all laughing. Ooh. <laughs> and they ha- they end up having a good time and I'm almost back to my spot <laughs> <laughs> and I'm almost back to my spot <laughs> so it so. looks like we're at a weekend again because Birdie and her mother go to a dance the dance hall yep and yeah they do there's a band playing and grandma greets a young man and he's like did you want to dance with me and she's like oh no no I'm too old for you and he's like okay okay and she's like oh no no if you insist and then she goes and dances with him because she had like waved at Justin and Bertie looked at her and then she started to pretend like she was waving at that <laughs> other guy she's a very slick matchmaker yeah she was <laughs> So after Grandma gets up and walks away, a friend of Bertie's from high school sees her, and they talk for a bit. And this is where I got the, maybe she was part of the Mean Girls group. Well, she was definitely part of that group, but I just didn't think that her (laughs) character was the mean girl in the group. Because Did you saw her in high school? This girl says, you see Polka Dot over there, Donut's best friend, and uh, here here comes Justin Matisse. I heard he lost that job in California because he wouldn't work fast enough. The gossiping makes her really uncomfortable, though. It does. She seems like a really straight arrow now. (laughs) People change. It's an important facet of real life. That's right. People do change. But at the time. Birdie looks so great, and she must be so clever, and Bill's going to crawl back to her in no time. And Birdie's like... It's not really what I'm doing. <laughs> it is kind of still what Birdie wants, though. Yeah, but that's not... Like, she doesn't wake up every day going, I'm going to look my best so he'll come back. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Justin asks her to dance, and she's like, I can't dance. I don't even remember how. It's been too long. And he says, dancing's just a conversation between two people. Talk to me. Write that down. And they... That was smooth. They dance. He, that's right. He's smoother than uh, and, uh, sand pajamas and silk sheets. <laughs> sand pajamas? Satin. <laughs> Did anybody else hear sand pajamas? I'm sorry. You did say sand pajamas. <laughs> I said satin because for a second I was like, how smooth would that be? <laughs> if sand was going to... I was like, maybe I'm not understanding. I definitely don't. Sad, just, just, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, look, your mopes. Are the pajamas made of sand, or they just have sand on them? Sandy jamas. All right. Mope one, mope two, mope three. Wait, wait. Are they sand pajamas because Sandra D is on them? Oh. Oh, that would, that might work. Sandra Bullock. That might work. Ooh. Sand castles in the sand? <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. Oh. I'm giving them all the things. <laughs> all right. So apparently she does remember. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying to move on. <laughs> sorry. I didn't know how this machine works. 
<laughs> she does remember, and they end up being the most creative couple on the dance floor. Everybody else is just dancing like normal, and they're doing all the moves. Yeah, for someone who didn't know how to dance, well, she's also full of shit. Aw. Maybe she just hadn't done it in a while, and she was rusty. But then, maybe she converses with him better than she did with Bill. <laughs> No. No? No, I'm not buying that. <laughs> so after this song, the band says they're going to play, they're going to take a break, and a slow song starts. Ooh. Like it always and, does. And uh, Birdie <laughs> says, thanks for the dance, and she goes to sit down, but he wants to do the slow song with her. Right. And at first, she's kind of like keeping him at arm's reach. And leave a space for the Holy Ghost. Nice. <laughs> well played. But as the song goes on, she gets more and more comfortable with him, and yeah. it looks like they're hugging by the end. There's no room for the Holy Ghost. Todd and I recently watched School Ties, and there's a, it's an all boys school, and they have a dance with an all girls school, and the chaperones put balloons in between them. Oh wow! That <laughs> was really wow. funny. So you can save room for the Holy Ghost. Wow. Oh wow. And every once in a while, you'd see a balloon come up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's Which so means that they were getting further apart. Right. <laughs> it just, it was really fun. You heard one pop. Now you got problems. <laughs> All right, so after the dance, Justin takes her to see his house. It's a work in progress. It's a beautiful home. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> John didn't see it. He went to go get some breakfast. Oh, it I've is. I've seen it before. It's a beautiful I just, I just house. did not see it today. What's in the stairway? Uh, the heaven. Stairway to heaven. <laughs> or a, a big skylight with stained glass. Sure. <laughs> but she asked him who the architect was, and he says, you're kidding, right? That's half the fun. And she's like, you can do this? And you go around Smithville painting houses? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, look, I don't want to ruin what I love by trying to make money off of it. She's yeah. like, I'm a guy in a romantic comedy. I have to have some kind of artistic thing that I do that I somehow makes a lot of money. But He paints houses. That's okay. what he makes money she doing. Says, I am nope, Tony Nellett is a guy he, in a romantic comedy. He makes boats. She says, I envy, <laughs> I envy you everything you love is right here. He says, not everything, Birdie. Aww. So romantic. And then he sits yeah. by her. He's known her, let's see, he's obsessed about her in his entire life and known her for about a couple weeks, and yeah, he's in love with her, and that's romantic. Unless he doesn't look like <laughs> Harry Connick Jr., then he's creepy. <laughs> if she went to his house with him... She's into it. She's into it, yeah. so it doesn't matter what he looks like. <laughs> he could look like Joe Pesci, and she'd still be into it. Wait a minute, are you trying to say Joe Pesci's not a good-looking fellow? Joe's name in vain. You don't take the Joe's name in vain. All right, so anyway... He could we, look like the elephant man. If she goes back to his house, she's probably into it. We already discussed, we don't know how long it's been. It could have been three months since she came back. We really don't know. All right. <laughs> so, uh... He sits by her on this porch swing, which mm -hmm. hasn't been hung up yet, but it's the swing that was at his parents' house. And then he kisses her forehead and tells her that she's beautiful. And then the next thing we see is her waking up in his arms in his shirt. And she doesn't have pants on. Uh, she was wearing a dress at the dance anyway, but you see a lot of Sandra Bullock thigh there. She's not yeah. wearing her dress. <laughs> they had, I'm pretty sure they had the sex. Whoa. Yeah. Lots of balloons flying They don't up on that tell one. us outright... But we're pretty sure they had the sex. <laughs> Hopped on the good foot and did the bad thing. This, much like in Must Love Dogs, yeah. this is a woman who had sex with a man, wakes up, and seems to be immediately regretting it. <laughs> for She's whatever like, reason. Oh, shit. So she gets dressed and walks home. Seems Which, like a kind of long it seemed walk. Seems pretty far. <laughs> seems pretty far. I don't know how big the town is in Texas or how far apart they live. I think it's a small town, but the town 
is small and then people live mm. she seems like her mom seems like she lives in town but justin lo- seems like he lives outside of town yeah because mm. mom street has other houses on it but mm-hmm. justin street was in the looked in the woods <laughs> all right then Makes it harder for them to get away. No. Oh. So she sneaks into the house. And Allegedly. Goes, His next door neighbor's Jason? Yeah. No, the, the what do you call it? The, Camp uh, Crystal the Burbs. What are they called? Oh, the Clopex? The, the Clopex. Clopex. <laughs> so she sneaks in the house and goes to wash her face, but Bernice is awake and opens the bathroom door. Uh-oh. Just looks at her and shuts it again. Mm. <laughs> judging. Oh, judging. Oh, judging. yeah. So that night when Bertie gets home from work, her mother has set out a nice dinner and invited Justin over. And Bertie's like, I don't want to see him right now. <laughs> and her mom's like, he's my friend and I invited him over for dinner. So we're not rude and you're going to sit here and have dinner with us. And she's like, no, I don't want to see him. <laughs> she's still trying to figure out how she feels about the sex. <laughs> the and this sex. is, I'm with her. I, if I don't want to see you, then I yeah, need some I, You know what? If I'm him, I got to think, wow, I was really bad at the sex. <laughs> I woke up, she was gone. I show up and she doesn't want to see me. I'm like, oh man, she hated it. They've been it. doing kind of a two steps forward, two steps back nope. kind of dance. You go right to the sex. Right. Let me tell you how the male mind works. They also do that a lot in uh, rom-com stuff where yeah. a guy and a girl will have sex. There's no alcohol. There's nothing involved. And then the girl the next day is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did it. Like, like she was in a trance or something. Like, you were fucking... Well, well there was that one movie we did well, where she was in a trance. Still, she's still yeah. partially right in love with Bill. <laughs> like, she's yeah. moving... She's parts having of her a hard time. to move on, but she's not quite ready. Like, there's a give and yeah. take. Women have a lot of... Emotion mm-hmm. bursting out from everywhere. Sounds like a lot. Of men have a lot of emotions. The sex. Men, <laughs> men have a lot of emotions too, but you tend to stuff them down where no one but you knows about them. Women will exactly. just out there. She's going. I kind of like him, and I enjoyed spending time with him, but I still want to be married to my husband. <laughs> and you got to think her husband doesn't pay any attention to her and is sleeping with someone else. And one of the best ways to get your to feel better about yourself is to have someone tell you you're beautiful and want to be with you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so he gets there and Bernice lets him in and he gives her flowers and she's like, I'm allergic. And she doesn't want the flowers. She's, she is mad at him. <laughs> she doesn't want him to come over. She doesn't want to ever see him again. Yeah. She should be mad. I mean, he's told her she's beautiful, bought her dinner and Gave her flowers. No, this is no, Bernice. Bernie's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Oh, okay. The daughter's mad at him because she wants her daddy to come back, and this and guy I get that. I mean, that's... is uh, making moves on her mommy. She's yeah. like, "You get away from us. I don't want your flowers." <laughs> yeah. So uh, he comes in, and that's when Grandma remembers that she ate earlier with the children. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's pretty slick. She's like, I'm really losing my memory in my old age. It looks like it's just going to be the two of you. And Bernie is like, motherfucker. <laughs> she knew it. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. So we see that Bernice has decided to hide so she can eavesdrop. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Justin, or Bernie apologizes about last night. And Justin says he's only sorry about this morning. And... Uh, She's like, I know you have a crush on me. And he says, look, we're not in high school anymore. I don't have a crush on you. And uh, she's like, you know what I mean? And she calls him Bill. And mm. he corrects her. Justin. My name's Justin. And uh, He's pissed. Yeah. I would be too. He's pissed, yeah. pissed. 
<laughs> he did get a kiss, kiss. <laughs> now he's pissed. Spent money, money. Oh, we don't really get the impression he spent money, money at this well, point. All their well, dates have been free. No. That's just how the joke goes. That's right. That, that is how the joke goes. Uh, and and he, he, says, he was so mad he went and saw his buddy, JB, who they call, who's Joan Lee Bonely. That's what his driver's license says. Day only be on. So he says she used to be so audacious and bold, but she thinks she's lost it. He can still see it. Bill couldn't see it. And she needs to accept the fact that he isn't coming back. And this is when Bernice runs in and she says that he needs to leave. Her daddy does love them and her daddy is coming back. And uh, she's like, I think you should go. And he's like, all right. (laughs) And as, and then... Grandma comes out, and she's like, it's the worst kind of extravagance the way you waste your chances. Do you think there's just another chance and another chance? And no, that's not how life works. And as she's kind of laying into her, um, they hear Bernice yelling at the truck <laughs> and, uh, and throwing rocks at it. And Bernie comes out, and she's like, what are you doing? I sent him away. What more do you want from me? And she's like, why didn't you tell him that daddy loves us and he's coming back? And she's like, because I don't know if daddy loves us and I don't know if daddy's coming back. And, uh, whew. so Bernice is like, it's all your fault and you know it. He wouldn't have left if you didn't, if you loved him more. And she's like, no, Bernice, your daddy didn't love me enough. And, uh. Bernice no, just... I don't think it was either one of those. I think he loved uh, the other girl. <laughs> he loved yeah. 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 That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bertie goes in and grabs her bag, which is like a lunchbox. Yeah, she uses like a metal lunchbox. <laughs> and leaves. I kind of dig that. And she doesn't even stop to help Travis get up. And he seems to be dressed as a dinosaur today. And he has fallen over. over. <laughs> Bertie goes to the bar. Always a logical answer. <laughs> you know, because all the good stuff Everybody, happens. Like, I got really drunk and the best thing happened to me. The oh, whole yeah, movie, people happens. have been saying, are you drinking? Have you been drinking? Yeah. Now, tonight, she drinks. So they drove her to drink. This is the first She's time like, in the whole movie we see her drink. And the bartender says, I've been wondering when you were coming to see me. Which makes me think that she's probably been in town for about two months. Sure. That's my guess. Sure. <laughs> I don't know, something about the way he said it. Yeah. Just made me think a couple months. Bobby Claire's there, and she's like, oh, she looks like she belongs in a bar. And uh, she orders a vodka tonic with extra lime. This is when Jerry Springer is on the TV. Mm-hmm. As the night goes on, Bertie gets more and more drunk, and everybody seems to be enjoying it. And she complains about her name. What kind of name is Bertie? Which it is kind of a silly name. <laughs> it's a very yeah. silly name, but... The bartender's like, Bertie's a perfectly fine name. <laughs> Maybe you should have some coffee and pace yourself. And uh, Bobby Claire's been sniping at her this whole time. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, you shouldn't believe everything you see on TV. And she says, if I believed everything I saw down at the Photoshop, I would think Bobby Claire got herself some new titties. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't everybody already know that? Yeah. Bobby yes. Claire does not appreciate that and storms out with, I guess, her husband. <laughs> Although she looked like she was awfully flirty with that gentleman when <laughs> Bernie first walked in. Maybe that's just how her marriage is. Maybe they go to the bar maybe he, Or maybe <laughs> he's just the person that drove her. Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, 
Bertie's like, I have <laughs> Polaroids, people, Polaroids. <laughs> Which Polaroids were a special kind of camera <laughs> that took instant photos that would be dispensed from the bottom of the camera, so you'd have a physical photo. But you'd have to shake it, which is what that line coming, in Hey Ya means. They're coming back. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Hey Ya was a song that came out 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, it's still on the radio all the time. It's still on the radio all the time. So Bertie goes home. On the oldie station. And cries over the toilets. I don't think she was crying over the toilet as much as she was calling <laughs> she Ralph was on crying. the big white phone. Yeah. She was crying and up. throwing up, I think. Yeah. She was. She was doing both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her mom finds her, and she's like, are you okay? And she's like, Mama, just whatever you do, don't say anything. Don't be clever. Don't be smart. I just can't take it tonight. And her mom gets her a towel to sit on and puts a wet washcloth on the back of her neck and then just sits with her. And Bertie talks about how much she misses Bill. She misses how he called her baby and how he would lead her into rooms by putting his hand on the small of her back. And Elaine's crying again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean. She says maybe it was her fault. She used to see herself in his eyes, and she was audacious. But then things started to change, and she saw herself less and less. And the more she tried to be what he wanted to be, she the less she saw herself and then one day she was gone and her mom says that she can still see her but Bertie says no it's happening with Bernice too it's like there's this wall and I hate it and uh, she said she was always going to be the kind of mom if she had a daughter that made sure her daughter knew she was loved she would hug her and she would say nice things she wouldn't just let the daddy do all the hugging Elaine had Started to cry, stopped to cry, <laughs> then was bawling. <laughs> Just FYI. I was lost at that point. Like, why are you crying now? <laughs> Grandma says that she's seen Bertie hug her daughter. Bernice knows that she loves her. She says mothers love their daughters, even if they show it poorly. So, Grandma was not the hugging type of mom. <laughs> So the next morning, Bertie wakes up on the bathroom floor, and Bernice has forgotten her lunch, and we cut to Bertie taking it up to the school. It really looks like she just put a jacket on over her nightgown. Yes. <laughs> She's looking rough. Yep. This is the roughest she looks in the whole movie. She looks rough now. She looks, yeah, R-U-F-F. This is when people should say, have you been drinking? <laughs> and the answer right now is yes. Uh, Bernice pretends she doesn't see her uh, as she's like, Bernice, Bernice. And uh, a gentleman who works at the school takes the lunchbox and gives it to Bernice. Because she's like, I don't know that one. (laughs) She walks into the school. You know what? I got to go with uh, Patrice here. Bernice? Yeah, Bernice. Her too. (laughs) (laughs) With Bernice. Because if my mom came over looking hungover in a bathroom, we'd be like, I know her. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. Uh, stranger danger, get out of here. Bernice has already gotten beat up once stranger this year. Danger. She does not need this kind yeah. of... Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mom, shit. I know, right? <laughs> Bernie takes a long walk. Most of it seems to be in the rain. It's weird, it's not raining in the beginning and it's not raining at the end, but the whole middle it's raining. <laughs> no, that's how rain works. And she's walking and walking and ends up visiting her dad. And he's looks like he fell asleep in the chair but when she puts a blanket over his lap he wakes up he's holding the picture she gave him of Bernice and he says isn't she beautiful this is my daughter Bertie 
And he says, she's marked for happiness. She's like, how do you know? He says, just look at her. You can see it. And she says, you're right. I see it. Mm. And we cut to Grandma tucking Bernice in. She wants to be tucked in real tight. Like a bug in a rug. (laughs) Grandma says, you're so much like your mama. She used to like to be tucked in tight, too. I'm nothing like her. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't turn into a demon, but she did say that. That, That's exactly how I heard it. (laughs) She says, it's like we're not even related. (laughs) (laughs) Grandma says, I know what you mean. I had a troublesome relative, too. My brother, Walter. And she tells her a story about how Walter ruined an anthill. And she got so upset, she called her mom. And her mom said, well, just just look. The ants are already working, and they'll rebuild their home. And she says, I don't understand. Why would they do that? Isn't it hopeless? And she says, well, if there was just one, they would be hopeless. But there's a bunch of them, and they're all related. And they can do it together. And she figures if ants can make it work, that people can too. So the best story she came up with about her brother being a, a bad person see. was an anthill he kicked over. <laughs> and you see... She did all right in life. You see her brother wasn't so bad. <laughs> you see Birdie sitting in the hallway listening because she's come home. Mm-hmm. And she's listening to this story. And you get flashes of her as a kid hearing the same story from her mama. Mm-hmm. And mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. But that's a whole other thing. So Bernice hugs her grandma and tells her that she loves her. And grandma says, her cup runneth over. And then asks Bernice what she wants for her birthday. She's like, what do you wish for? And Bernice won't tell her. And she says, that's all right. I'll find out. I have my magic ways. And Elaine cried. (laughs) And she leaves the room and sees Bernie sitting in the hall. And Bernie says she went to see daddy. And grandma says, that's nice. You always were a daddy's girl. And Bernie says, not just his. And, and then Elaine cried. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, thanks for helping with Bernice. And Grandma says, I'm going to get some tea. Do you want some? And she's like, no, I'm all right. And then we cut to Grandma sitting in bed with her tea. And she starts to cough a little, goes to put the tea down and drops it. And then Elaine really cried. <laughs> and this wakes up Bernie and Bernice. And Bernie says, call 911. And then she begs her mom to wake up. Don't do this to me, don't Mama. Do don't this do this to me, to me Mama. Such a, this, <laughs> this is why is... I think she's self-centered. She's like, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. I can't deal with this right now. Don't do this to me. That is a very self-centered thing to say when someone is dying. I think she's just panicking because her mom is dying. Yeah, and that's I, still it's not I about you. I call this a, lots differently, but this is the part where Elaine <laughs> starts crying and never really stops. <laughs> that's also true. Wow. But I'm um, glad I don't watch these movies with I Elaine. I think when... <laughs> I think like in, after, in the same situation, a lot of people would react the same way. No. Did you I'm cry sorry. all through this movie? Not all through, okay. but as, no one remember much how I said I wanted to watch it to take notes and then I wanted to watch it straight through without stopping? Yeah. I never did watch it straight through without stopping. I've seen it a bunch before in the past, and this time I watched it and took notes, so it was a very slow process. Okay. So, so, if you want to know what Hope floats on, it's all of Elaine's tears. <laughs> <laughs> She's cried so many like, tears over this movie like in the this past, point, and Hope I just start right crying, on top of it. And every time I get it under control, I just start weeping wow. again. Now, I did cry more this time than I remember crying in the past but okay when did you were there specific times where you cried or I, the near, first the time I cried was when she danced with her dad okay and Checks then out. I cried Tertiary crying moment <laughs> yeah apparently you need to <laughs> a crying moment I cried the moment that's coming up with Justin uh-huh. and Travis well don't ruin it porch. oh yeah <laughs> When Bill leaves. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> all right, well. All right, we'll carry on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll mark all the cry moments at the end. In the, yeah. So we the cut crying to... Portion of the... Yeah, make sure you make show notes all the times you cry. Write down. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Birdie picking a black dress out of her mother's closet. It is a beautiful dress. <laughs> and then she, she smells it. She picks it up. She smells it. And then she and starts then crying. She starts crying. <laughs> and Elaine got up, and John's like, where are you going? And I... I thought she like, I don't have any more tears. <laughs> and I need I went, to go drink something. I went to get a bandana out of my sock drawer so I could have a handkerchief. <laughs> I really think that she's... Because I had been wiping my tears on the bottom of my shirt, but I needed an actual handkerchief. That was soap, so... That floated away. Yeah. <laughs> And at this point, I'm oh like, God. am I going to have to put this movie in the freezer? <laughs> he did ask me. Like, he said, do I have to put this movie in the freezer? And I said, well, Beth is really sick. <laughs> <laughs> reference for the day. Yeah, yeah. And a little woman oh. yep, that Where did you me. learn the word vicar? <laughs> <laughs> so then we are at the funeral. Bill shows up. Bernice sees him first, and she's like, oh, Daddy's here, Daddy's here. Like a little kid would. And uh, she says, thank you, Grandma. And Which was kind of sweet. Mm. Yeah, because that's what she was wishing for. Yeah, for that's what birthday. she wanted. And <laughs> Grandma so figured have, it out. I have my magic ways and then dies and Daddy's there. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Checks out, right? Yeah. So after the funeral, Bernice runs to hug her daddy. And Justin asks Bernie how she's holding up. And then we go outside and we cut to the house because they were at the church. And now they're at the house. <laughs> For like a sort of a wake thing where everybody comes over yeah. to the house and brings food and talks about how wonderful she was. Right. And we're guessing it's the end of it because pretty much yeah. nobody's left. Uh, Bill, Bertie, and Bernice are in the house while Travis sits on the porch and Justin joins them. Travis has a telegram sent by his mom. Wow. Your mom must really love you. You sent a telegram. <laughs> I waited my whole life to get one of these. A telegram <laughs> was like even, a text message, but you wrote it down. Even in 98, mailed. I didn't realize you could still get a telegram. It just seemed You like didn't get telegrams up until just recently. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. So uh, Travis says, it's for Aunt Bertie. It's not for me. He's like, but still, it's about you. <laughs> and he says, what are you thinking about? And he says, whether Aunt Bertie wants me. I feel bad for this kid. Yeah. yeah. He's like, my grandma's dead. And Justin's like, I know. <laughs> Went to the funeral. <laughs> so Bill and Bertie are talking, and Bill says she can't make him feel bad about this. He didn't seek it out. He just fell in love. And Bernice refuses to leave because they're fighting. And they're like, we're not fighting. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, kid, if you don't get outside, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or something in those lines. You know? They go back and forth. He says she's the one that left. She says you left me long before I left. And then he goes, it's not important who left. Like, <laughs> you brought it up. A little bit. He's like, what's important is we don't love each other anymore. And this is when they really kick Bernice out. And she says, don't you ruin anything to her mom. Which is unfair. And she says, if you fell out of love with me, you should have left a long time ago. Instead of cheating. And then we go back outside with Justin and Travis. And uh, he thinks maybe one day he'll go to California and see his mom. Justin says, well, where's Bernice? And she, he's like, she's inside with her father. Justin says, do you want to take a walk or something? And he's like, aren't you going inside to say hi? And he's like, well, don't you know? I came to say hi to you. Which and is really Travis cool. is like, oh, yeah. well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sweet. <laughs> Back inside, Bernie says she would have stayed with Bill forever. She would have turned herself inside out for him. And he says, I wouldn't have let you. People change, they grow. She says, oh, I know that. I know I'm not what I once was, but neither are you. And uh, 
She says she hasn't changed so much that she would lie to someone she loved. She would walk through fire before she let them feel like they were nothing. And she would have never broken up a family because she's not a quitter. Mm. And he says, well, I'm in love with Connie and this is my chance for a fresh start and I'm going to take it. She says, well, then you should take it. You guys deserve each other. You were lucky to have me and I already have the best part of you. And she's standing right out there. Because mm. Bernice has fact, now come back left. to eavesdrop. Yeah. She <laughs> says she's standing right out there and she's waiting for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we find is not quite true. Well, and she, <laughs> she, she says, why are you here? What do you want? My blessing? And he's like, I was going to do this. I wasn't going to do this today, but I want a divorce. <laughs> and I think he has divorce papers with yeah, him. I because he when does. he leaves the house, he has a briefcase. So yeah. I think he literally brought the divorce papers so and had her sign it. Right yeah. there. I don't think that's how that works. You better get a lawyer, girl. Well. Especially if he didn't let you work. She Getting alimony and child support. <laughs> and he was unfaithful. I don't know. He seems Lucky like, he ain't in Virginia. He seems like kind of a terrible person, but he doesn't seem like the kind of terrible person that wouldn't have had child support worked into the divorce agreement he worked out. Yeah. Right, right. Well. And for all we know, he probably has been giving her money since she left. I'm guessing Maybe. that he did. <laughs> So, uh, he's just hoping that she marries Harry Connick Jr. soon. But she says, <laughs> what's left over, after she has what's best of him already, what's left over just doesn't look so good anymore. And uh, Ber- when Bernice hears that he wants a divorce, she runs in and says she's coming with him. And then she runs upstairs and starts packing her things. This is my least favorite scene. Yeah. She follows him out the door, and he stops her, and he's like, look, you can't come. And he's like, are you going to help me here, Birdie? And Birdie just stands there like, nope. nope. <laughs> she needed to put up double you. birds. You got this one. <laughs> Go ahead, superstar. He says to Bernice, don't do this to yourself. Don't make a scene. Go back inside. But she still continues to follow him. She even puts her bag in the trunk. He pulls it back out. And he's like, look, I would take you if I could. And she says, you can. <laughs> and he says, Connie, I need time to ourselves right now. But afterward, I'll come back for you. No, he won't. No, he's never going to. No, he won't, because he would have taken her then. (laughs) She begs him to take her. She knows he wants her. He said it in the letter. He'll always want her, he says. But she and her mother need each other right now. She sobs and continues to beg him as he drives away. He he... honks the horn, so she backs up and is not touching the car. It's... Then he peels out. Yeah. yeah. Then he bumps her. He didn't. He didn't hit her. He bumped her. He rubbed her because rubbing's racing. She's, she's having else, a full on meltdown, and it's hard. Well, because her daddy was her world. I and said, yeah. I just, yeah. I just said it's heartbreaking. But now Birdie comes down and just picks her up and carries her into the house. Oh, like you do. Yeah. Once she stops sobbing, Bernice says, "How come you pretended that letter was from Daddy?" Uh oh. She's like, "Oh, what an imagination you have." And she says, you know what? I used to think I was special, but I'm not. I'm just an ordinary person. But you make me special. And she says, uh, we're going to make this through. We're going to make it through this because we're a team. Bertie and Bernice, the coolest chicks in Smithville. And she says, so don't ever think of leaving me again because I need you. And she says she loves her. And Bernice says she loves her too. Bertie Feeds the birds the next morning like her mother used to do. And the dog comes running in, barking, and she calls him a bad dog. Flashback to the beginning. (laughs) Bernice looks out the window and smiles. And then we cut to Birdie at work. She seems like she's really gotten this down. She she knows this machine now. (laughs) She's really got down the machine that you put stuff in one end and stuff comes out the other. (laughs) 
Good job. Mm. But then her boss comes in and points out more black pictures. And she flips through them and she's like, what? <laughs> and then she sees there's one it's picture. all a ruse. And it's Justin standing by his truck with flowers. She looks up and there across the way is Justin standing by his truck with, with flowers. With some flowers. As she walks to him, she says, okay, mama, stop pushing. Which was a good line. And then yeah. she smiles. Did you write that one down? <laughs> she was too busy crying. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine tried to write it down, but the so paper was just so paper was just soaking wet. <laughs> she gives him a hug. He picks her up, spins her around, and puts her in the truck. And then he runs around and hops in himself. And they drive off happily while her boss looks on, smiling. Like, oh, aren't they cute? <laughs> then we cut to a parade. And they're walking along, Bertie with Bernice and Justin with Travis. You see the queen of corn yeah. on her float <laughs> in the background. The cream of corn, yeah. Bernice is carrying the snow globe, which seems to commemorate this event because it looks just like it. And Bertie says she wants to talk to Bernice for a minute, and Bernice is happy. She says her cup runneth over. She's concerned about one thing, though. Is Bertie going to marry Justin? Because she doesn't want to be Bernice Matisse. <laughs> That's a solid John word. laughed out loud. <laughs> That's a solid word right there. Yeah, I'd be good. a little worried. And the movie is over. Oh, that, it's over? <laughs> and it looks like they're a happy little family. And good for um, uh, Justin. He's a straight, straight, uh, straight arrow. Good guy. Yeah. Except for trying to bang a married woman, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, we overlooked that. She was mostly single. <laughs> she was mostly single. She was clearly very separated. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she was clearly separated. As in, she was in Texas and he was in Illinois. Oh. The first, like, two years of Tony's and my relationship, I was legally married. <laughs> you were married? <laughs> Ex-nay on the infidelity day. <laughs> All right, so this is the last episode of the podcast. Oh, my uh, babe. I can't, have, I can't have this one in my house. You knew. Yeah, because I like Tony way better than your old husband. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, he doesn't listen to the podcast. If he does, I don't no, give a shit. Let's, let's continue with the shots fired and start with John. Oh. I'm glad you started with me. Which line was your... Let me know which one was your favorite, right, and I'll read so, it off word for word. My favorite character was Ramona. Mama. Grandma. Ma, or Grandma, yeah. I call her Grandma throughout the whole thing, so it would be a little less confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grandma, whatever. Uh, my least favorite character, I'm going with Birdie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just could not like her. <laughs> I know why. She was unlikable. Um, my favorite scene was the um, I Can't Get Next to You by the Temptations. Mm-hmm. But when they come in, that was the only good scene. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite line is, hit me with the Dolores line. She's the meanest, dumbest kid in the whole school, but she keeps passing because even the te- teachers are scared of her. Um, she has, she even has her own game too. It's called Big Dolores. Big Dolores. <laughs> that is a good one. I like that her yeah. gang is called. He Big when he, when Travis dropped, she even has her own gang too. It's called Big Dolores. John starts laughing. That was one of his. Write that down. Laughed out loud moments. Yeah, and Carly skipped over it. I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> He, um, the whole time he was doing that lasso, yeah. and he yeah. just punctuated yeah. every line. It's called Big Dolores. So nonchalantly talking about Big Dolores. But my favorite tertiary object 
is in the um, when she's getting the job, she's at the employment agency, and she busts out the Rolodex. <laughs> I was like, "What is that?" I see the Rolodex. People's home offices sometimes, and I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> what was your favorite tertiary crying moment? Oh. Oh goodness. John did not tear up at all. Um, mm-hmm. I teared up at the end because I was happy it was over. So I'm gonna <laughs> nay this movie. <laughs> I absolutely expected that. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the story. I don't like how it was executed. The acting is good. Um, <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. just come across, other than his Texas accent is shit. <laughs> Only one worse is um, Sandra Bullock's. Her Texas accent was the shittest. Which she was nominated for a Stinker Award for. Yeah, and she, stinker and she, Award. Uh, worst, she was nominated. Worst what, fake what, accent. What piece of shit won that year? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can um, look up the 1998 Stinker Awards if you really need but to there know. Was, there there was points know. in the movie where there were there was performances that were really good and performances that were really bad. Like <laughs> uh, Overall, I was like, yeah, if you want to watch romantic comedy, there's a bunch of other ones yeah. you can watch. Even with all of these people, they do it other ways. They do it better. Didn't like it. This isn't really a romantic comedy. I, yeah, though. I'm going to say that in my thing. It's not a romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right, because it's not funny. It's, it's not a comedy. Yeah, it's it's not a, funny. It's a romantic drama. drama. It's yeah. mostly a drama. Because it's has, depressing. We'll, we'll save that for our... Yeah, right. we'll save that for Elaine's 15-minute dissertation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to it. All right, Tony. All right. <laughs> True romance. So, <laughs> Clarence... No. Um, Don Vincenzo. <laughs> favorite character was Bernice. Least favorite character was Bill, the dad. The favorite line was I copied it here was the uh, skunk line at home we had a pet skunk mom used to call it Justin Matisse do you think that's just a coincidence <laughs> all day long she would she would to scream you stink Justin <laughs> Matisse then one day she picked it up at a club and killed it <laughs> that's a sad story if you liked the skunk which we didn't <laughs> that was a good line uh, favorite scene is when Birdie gets drunk and pisses off uh, Bobby. I'm clear. She uh, got her new titties. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, not a word I ever say. <laughs> For some reason, I'm kind of enjoying saying it. Because you say it in southern accent. context. Yeah, maybe you that's southern it. Accent. <laughs> it was almost a scene where... Um, Connick talks to Travis. I mm. thought that was cute. I'll save this for as we talk over the, oh, okay, the song okay. at the end. The favorite <laughs> object real good. was the dinosaur costume. <laughs> and uh, what else was it? Uh, the only scene that almost made me cry was when she chased after her dad in the car. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was rough. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to go with this movie. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to nay this one as well. Not even a maybe. Hmm. No, I didn't, I didn't really... I didn't really care for much of this movie. There was nothing really. There was nothing really for me to relate to. I didn't really like any of the characters all that much, and there just wasn't much here for me. Not saying it's a bad movie. Maybe you you know it's just I didn't have any. I didn't have any uh, door into this movie. So no feels for Tony. I dated Harry Connick Jr. when we were younger, but <laughs> that's another story. Autograph? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an autographed copy of like his greatest hits would be fantastic. So what's funny <laughs> is you can probably what, get that on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably cheap. can. I have a couple of his albums. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Now Elaine's been dying to talk about this. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so let's make her wait a little bit. Let me tell no. you about. <laughs> in Skyfall, he comes. She's in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he comes oh up behind God. her, if she no. wasn't okay with it, she, she would, would start. Say something. Sa- she would start screaming my, like immediately. Yeah. My, she had a boat full of bodyguards. Right. Favorite, she would have yelled right away. My favorite character is Justin Matisse. 
Shocking. What? <laughs> my favorite character is Justin. Who played that? Was that Harry Connick Jr.? Yes. Okay. Uh, my least favorite character is Bobby Clare. Bobby Clare. And her She's titties. Such a... <laughs> <laughs> These pictures are irreplaceable. My, my favorite line is when they're after the night they're having dinner after they had the sex on the porch mm-hmm. and sex. they're arguing after she calls him Bill and he says when you get tired of waiting give me a call I hope I'm still there and then he walks out which I just thought was a great exit line because he loves her and she's no. just not getting it no um she takes too much longer he's not gonna be around my favorite tertiary like object last long. <laughs> I had I had a list of three just in case any of mine were taken <laughs> But my number one favorite tertiary object was the drawer of nude photos. It <laughs> was so just weird we and creepy, no. yeah. but it made me laugh that this <laughs> very nice old man has just the creepiest habit in town. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was funny. And People I keep bringing in their naked pictures. Yeah, I mean, well, they don't know. So my favorite scene is everything from the moment they get to the house in Smithville to the end credits. <laughs> so everything but that opening scene. Everything well, the but opening that opening talk show well, scene. Is the opening one of talk show scenes. scene is very is one of those very uncomfortable scenes, and I get very uncomfortable when I'm attached to characters, <laughs> as John can attest. So I don't really care for that part. But once they get to the house, then it's all smooth. Thing. So this movie, I think it's not a comedy at all. There's there's some funny lines, but it's not a comedy. This is a pure romance. Mm-hmm. This movie is a true romance, if you will. <laughs> I didn't see anybody didn't see get shot. There was dreadful hookers at all. Bags of coke? I saw none. Like, if, some movies are romantic comedies. Some are drama romance. This one is romance. This is a romance. The person, it's about the girl who has something terrible happen to her and has lost her faith in love and finds it and everything ends up happy in the end. Now, I know this is a book. Have you read the book? No, I okay. probably I should I because I will book. tell you 100%, I probably would love this book. <laughs> I, I figured do, that's why I did. I do read romance. I tend to not read books of things that I like movies of because oh, okay. then it bothers me. Yeah, okay, it ruins the right. movie. That's right. It ruins the movie Because she'd be like, oh, this movie was so much better. That's right. I know, or the I book know was that. so much better. Exactly. Usually if I see the movie first, I can then read the book, but I don't go the other okay. way. But <laughs> I love a romance, a romance novel, and I love this kind of movie. And I love these characters, and I really enjoy Sandra Bullock as an actress, and I just enjoy Harry Connick Jr. in general. And <laughs> it's no, funny because I almost wanted to pick the little boy that plays Travis as my favorite character because he almost steals every scene he's in he's, just he's by really being good. adorable. I looked him up. He has retired from acting. Yeah. He's not still an actor. But I, I highly recommend this as a romance and if you like romances you should definitely see this because it's real good even with Sandra Bullock's ridiculous accent <laughs> the highest of yes oh mm. the highest alright so my favorite character I'm with John here with grandma there you go I enjoy grandma <laughs> my least favorite character is Bill and it's not because he fell in love with Connie. It's how he treats Bernice. Yeah, it's really messy. when yeah. he comes back, and it's like he came for that one day, and then he. Well, he came to get the divorce. Yeah, is probably why he came. He, yeah, and he she thinks he, he came for him, and he doesn't even really he spend time her with her. Nothing. And he's just like, "Look, you can't yeah. come. You can't come. You can't come." And then when he honks the horn and drives away. Yeah. Ugh. Awful. He <laughs> it really was terrible. My favorite line is so stupid. But it has been my favorite line of this movie, like, forever. 
What's that, What's that, sm- that weird smell? <laughs> Cows. Cows. I was, I was so tempted to pick it. I, was so and I knew it when I picked this movie. That was going to be my favorite. And I gave it a chance. I watched the whole movie. There's some good lines in this movie. But that line just always gets me. That is like my line for this movie. <laughs> it's just so funny. My favorite scene, I did like you, and I had more than one. <laughs> Not the whole movie like you. I wrote either the one where she's crying on the bathroom floor talking to her mom, the one between Justin and Travis on the porch, mm. or the one where she dances with her dad. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object, Tony picked just one costume, and I picked all of them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> because Travis was such a character, and... I like my nephew. He likes to act like he's a transformer, and he'll go mm-hmm. back and forth between different ones. And sometimes he's a car, and sometimes he's the robot. And Travis, with Does his, she know that the car and the robot are the same character. I don't think so. No, but sometimes he's pretending see, to see be her. a car. <laughs> yes, and sometimes he's he Optimus stop. Prime. To, to clear this up, watch our episode Transformers the movie. He will stop <laughs> on the watch, sidewalk or you listen to that and yeah, transform listen, into ah. the car, and he'll stop and transform back into the robot. But I just love how Travis always has a costume, and yeah. you can tell he's not, like, watching Transformers. He's animals, yeah. and, you know, and it was very cool. Um, so I picked all the costumes. All the costumes. So I will also give this movie a yay. All right. I have always enjoyed this movie, and I will continue to enjoy this movie. All right. <laughs> Let's see if she's going to nay her own movie again. <laughs> no, she may have made her own movie. Only Tony nay her own movie. Well, Jason Triple X was, was a bad movie. <laughs> but our episode on that is fantastic. One of our listen. best. One of our best. It's almost as good as the Harley Davidson and Marlboro Man episode. That's what oh, I hear. That's, that's, what they, that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. All, All right, right, Carly. This episode didn't take as long as I thought. So <laughs> it ain't over yet. Please find us at facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, and on Twitter at unmovie podcast can email a movie podcast at gmail.com and please subscribe rate review we'd love to hear from you and she does all that without a note tony <laughs> sometimes i change up the order a little just, no, just I, to change it up all right keep, you on your keep, toes. keep it fresh Get a little flair keep it oh i love flair okay oh, 37 pieces good? of yes. flair so <laughs> next time oh yeah next time next time sorry on the podcast <laughs> is elaine's pick i'm gonna go I'm going to bring it to one of my favorite ridiculous movie tropes, the disaster movie with lots of pseudoscience. I'm going with 2003's The Core. With the mysterious oh. metal unobtainium. Yeah. I have never Starring seen Aaron Eckhart and Hilary Swank. It's, it's, it's a oh. fun movie, and it's, they've, they actually use it in science classes to prove that movies use terrible science. The pseudoscience like, in this, this movie is bullshit. real fun. <laughs> Like, look, look it's a fun to that. Okay. So join us next week for that. The most annoying fake accent nominees in 1998 were Uma Thurman for The Avengers hmm. um, as Emma Peel. Yeah. Casper uh, Van Deen for Tarzan and the Lost City. Wow. Interesting. What, what accent did he have? Who knows? <laughs> and the winner was Adam Sandler in The Water Boy. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> some other but Bobby Boucher is like Americana, like Bobby Boucher. The mo- <laughs> some other no, Curtis, f- a bit of a It's terrible. Yeah. Um, the most painfully unfunny comedy, Meet the Deedles. I remember that. The sequel yeah. nobody was clamoring for, 
Major League back to the minors. <laughs> this is going to upset, this is gonna upset oh, no, Tony. No, I don't like the third one. Worst actor, Bruce Willis for Armageddon. What? Whoa. Hey, you know what? You go fuck yourself. That's some communist ass <laughs> shit. Worst actress, Victoria Beckham, Melanie Brown, Emma Bunton, Mel C, Spice and Gertie Horner for all the women See, in the Spice Girls. You don't about Posh Spice. That's the same. <laughs> Here's another one. Worst on-screen couple, Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler in Armageddon. Oh! They can they go fuck them. Yeah, that was fucked up. He, he took the, 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 the animal cracker up to the... <laughs> <laughs> Worst picture, Spice World. Other nominees were Blues Brothers 2000. Lost, I kind of like that. <laughs> Lost in Space and that Avengers movie. Lost in Space was not um, worst resurrection of a TV show, The Avengers. Worst screenplay play for a film grossing more than a hundred million using Hollywood math, Godzilla. Oh. <laughs> Which, I love that movie. <laughs> Matthew Goddard doesn't love that movie. I don't know. Nothing will top. Nothing will top so when good. we went and saw Godzilla and Carly was in the audience. <laughs> And Godzilla grabs the monster, the kaiju, whatever fuck it is, and opens its mouth and breathes fire. And the, the fucking audience is quiet because they've been waiting for this the whole time. And Carly goes, he can breathe fire? <laughs> and like half the audience loses their shit. <laughs> they really did. That was so funny. Because everybody else is waiting for him to breathe fire. And Carly didn't even know he could breathe fire. Every time we watch that... I think yeah. of that. Me too. Carrie Fisher, does. every mm-hmm. person who's in that theater. I was in the theaters one time, one girl, she didn't even know it could breathe fire. Who the fuck did she come with? Worst song in a motion picture. Better not be Armageddon, I'm going to flip this thing. <laughs> it's Sean Diddy Combs. Okay, yes. <laughs> performing Godzilla. Come With Me from Godzilla. I like that song. I know, it's good. Worst, support, worst supporting actor, Daniel Baldwin for Vampires. I never saw that. That movie sucked so bad. Oh, it was horrible. That movie's not bad. Yes, it was. Oh, oh, God. And finally, <laughs> closing out the award of the year, Worst Supporting Actress goes to Lacey Schubert for Lost in Space, mm. which I thought about picking that for the podcast, and I watched I it. I that movie. I, I went to watch it. I got 20 minutes in, and I said, I can't. And turned <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You know, now that this song is over, I have to point out that I thought you'd mention it during the movie, that during the movie they had the Garth Brooks version and the Trisha Yearwood version. They did. And they also had an affair, and they're still married. <laughs> Yeah, they got married in 05. So, yeah. For some people, it works out. 